0: Kia ora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard.
1: Kia ora, Wellington. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura. And... Typically, we are in the Wellington Access Radio studio. You might be listening on 106.1 FM, but today we're on uh, Zoom doing our interview over the internet because of our level two COVID-19 restrictions. So do stay safe out there, everyone. Uh, My guest today is Lily Lewis. Lily is part of a group of young people advocating for a lower voting age in Aotearoa. And you may have seen them in the news lately because they are—they have taken their case all the way to the High Court of New Zealand. Kiota Lily. Kiota, hi. So, how are you doing? And just to start off, how are you doing in our level two restrictions? You, have, what's life like for you?
0: Um, it's—I don't know. Life is as unpredictable as it was beforehand. So. Yeah, just chilling out, chilling in my hall, watching lectures online, that kind of thing.
1: Oh yeah, so you, you're you a uni- university student? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is everything digital now, all your classes and tutorials?
0: Yeah, so most of them are, um, and if they aren't, they're just cancelled. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh,
1: but you're here to talk about Make It 16. Yes. Uh, I want to learn a little bit about you first. So where are you from and how did you come to be involved in this particular political movement?
0: Yeah, of course. So, quick me, ko rangitumau tōku maunga, ko rūmahanga tōku awa, ko Anderson tōku iwi, my name is Lily, I am 18 years old, and originally I am from Masterton in the Wairarapa, um, but I recently moved to Wellington to attend university at Victoria University of Wellington. Yeah.
1: And um, do you have a background in politics, being a bit involved in campaigning? Uh,
0: yeah, so um, especially last year was a big year for me. Um, Back home in Masterton, I was involved in planning a lot of the school strikes for climate change. Um, I was a youth MP for Alistair Scott MP, who is the electorate MP for the um, I At university, I'm studying law, political science, and international relations. So, fair to say, I'm pretty interested in politics and what makes our um, government tick and that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, we love School Strike. We're always talking to School Strike on B Side Stories. Big
0: friend of the podcast. Ah, oh, they're wonderful. Love them. Um, how was Youth Parliament? It was really, really interesting, and um, yeah, it, a very uh, rewarding experience. Um, not only just getting the experience in Parliament, um, but we also had some experience of some um, NGOs. Uh, Criticising Youth Parliament and what we do, so that was cool to kind of get a real experience that an MP would normally get, including all the criticisms hmm. from outside.
1: I didn't hear that story. What what kind of happened with that? So people were getting people were saying Youth Parliament was a bad institution or something. Tell me more.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um. Essentially, a lot of people, namely the taxpayers' union, um, called it, like, a waste of money, a waste of taxpayers' money, and um, it was just, it was, like, enabling young political kids to act like pigs at a trough and um, silly little nerds. It it was a whole thing, but, um, no, it was really interesting to see how not only... um, like the public reacted to that, but also how our sponsor MPs reacted to that as well. So yeah. Hmm.
1: Um. Okay, but that that didn't put you off. You're no, still You're still it. into uh, doing political causes and campaigns. So how did you? Yep. What What is Make It 16? How did you get involved in that?
0: Uh. So a little bit about Make It 16. Um. Make It 16 is a non-partisan youth-led campaign uh, aiming to lower the voting age to strengthen our democracy. Um, We started, actually, it was a little bit after Youth Parliament. Um, So we had our launch early September last year. Uh, I joined early October, so I joined just after the launch, um, originally as a regional representative for kind of up at North Island, Central North Island. Um, And then in our big reshuffle that we had earlier this year, I uh, took on the role of volunteers and outreach team leader. So I get to do a lot of this and reaching out to our supporters and that kind of thing, um, which has been really, really rewarding. Um, Obviously, we've been in the media quite a bit lately. But, yeah, I kind of got involved early October last year um, just because I felt so passionate about it. Um, I've been interested in politics since I was maybe 15. Um, And it's not, like, a huge, like, nerdy thing. It's being like, oh, cool, okay. Um, I've been working since I was 13 and paying tax since I was 13. So it was really interesting to me why... I was paying same lev- same levels of tax as my parents and my parents got to vote, but I didn't. Um, that kind of sent me down this wormhole of what do I do? Um, how do I change this? Because I'm paying as much tax as the rest of the population. Um, and then Make It 16 came about and I was like, this is something I want to be involved in. And here we are. <laughs>
1: yeah and uh you mentioned some of the equity issues like like if you're working at a job then at 16 you'll be paying taxes um what are some of the other reasons why it might be a good idea for people to start voting when they're 16 rather than 18.
0: well you have a look at um what 16-year-olds can do now, 16, 17-year-olds can, they can choose to leave school in their family home, they can move out, um, they can enter full-time work, they can drive, they can, so they can get a driver's license, they can even go for a firearms license. Um, so they can do all of these things, like consent to medical procedures is another big one. Um, they can do all of these things, and for all intents and purposes, are adults. So if we can entrust them to make medical decisions, to be on our roads and that kind of thing, and expect them to pay tax, why can't they vote? Sure. Yeah. And what do you think it'll change the
1: political outcomes if all of a sudden 16, 17-year-olds could vote in elections?
0: Um, That's a funny question, actually. Um, On a personal note, I definitely think Um, increased participation um, would definitely lead to um, this different set of results but as an organisation that increase of political participation will mean that more voices are heard and we get more diversity in parliament and um, it would actually make politics easier to understand Um, so at the moment politicians are they're targeting people that are actually already interested, which is, dare I say, the older population. So they've only got to make sure that it makes sense to them. Uh, if we lower the voting age, politicians will be forced to make it easier to understand for our younger generations. Um, and it would definitely kind of franchise a lot more, enfranchise a lot more people suddenly it'll become a lot easier to understand
1: hmm. yeah I just um, on a on a, a bit of a personal note, I kind of got really into uh, lowering the voting age not when i when I was fully an adult, but having done a bit of um, political science study and a bit of uh, Uh, taken an interest in democratic participation it just struck me as such an important kind of idea for um getting people in getting people into the habit of voting when they actually are um getting up like when their political interest is sort of peaked and for, for me when i was 18 and eighteen and 19 and 20, that was when I was almost beginning to disengage because there was so much else happening in my life. I don't know if you have to take a few. Yeah, like no, that.
0: definitely. I mean, if I wasn't studying politics and doing this for coursework, I probably would have tuned out months ago. <laughs>
1: um, you, you, but 16-year-olds, I mean, there's a huge range of how engaged just like any age group, how engaged different 16 mm-hmm. year olds, but you know, they've got worries like getting their homework done on time. Do you think they have an interest in public policy?
0: Um, the way I see it is, um, you know, there's studies to show that um, the sooner you vote in like the young, if you vote in your first election, you're more likely to carry that habit through um, or as you said 18 to 21 that's quite it's a very tumultuous time period of someone's life and you know there's a lot going on um, leaving home and that kind of thing whereas 16 17 you know they're still pretty pretty busy um, as you see with like homework and schoolwork and that kind of thing but it is a more stable time in life so they probably would be able to Kind of think about it at the very least. Mm-hmm. A lot easier and with a lot more depth than at 18-19. Tell me about what's happening at the High Court. Oh, that's my favorite thing. Uh, so, we last, last Monday, this time last Monday, uh, we were finishing up the, all well, the lawyers were finishing up the uh, High Court hearing. Uh, for make it 16 and Attorney General. Um, so we're going to court um, seeking, uh, what's it called? I've got it written down here. Uh, declaration of Inconsistency with the New Zealand Bill of Rights Act. Um, so it, it's a very technical case, um, but we've, it was, we've seen similar things in New Zealand, especially with the pr- prisoner voting. Um, case, which ultimately led to um, the re- the prisoner voting reform legislation that went through. I think it was either late last year or early this year. Um, so we're looking for a similar outcome for that. Fingers crossed. Touch wood.
1: Yeah. So that is the uh, from what I've read. The basic argument of the case is that um, not allowing. 16 and 17 year olds to vote is age discrimination. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it, and, and who are the lawyers that are helping you out? Just wondering, like, how how is it, how's this all resourced?
0: Yeah. um, I I don't know how the lawyers would feel about me saying their names on here. So I don't know, just just double checking. Um, But we've got an amazing team of lawyers, Um, who are working pro bono. So uh, we're not funding them. No one's funding them. None of us have money. Uh, We're all (laughs) teachers. I'm going broke, putting myself through university, and this is only first year. So uh, they're all working out of the goodness of their hearts uh, because they feel passionately about the campaign. Um, Yeah, so that, that is one thing that we've had quite a bit of, (laughs) like who's financing it, who's paying for the lawyers, and um, yeah, no, we, our lawyers are working pro bono, um, and we applied to the High Court um, for fee waivers to, um, just out of public interest and that kind of thing, which, thank goodness, were granted.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to imagine, like, some mystery 17 year old millionaire in the background funding the whole operation. <laughs> There's Definitely. not too many people like that. Yeah. Um, and have you been going to the High Court and kind of sitting in on the on the hearings and proceedings?
0: Yeah, so um, we, we've just had the one hearing. Oh. Um, it was a full day hearing last Monday. Um, I myself did go along, you, along with a few other uh, members of our organisation, our co-directors were there, our general secretary, um, we had quite a few people on our uh, organizing committee there, which was really cool to see. Um, I think it only like three of us knew what was going on. Um, <laughs> was it a good it, experience? Was it fun? It, it, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, just like just going in and being in that environment. Like it's quite an intimidating environment, but it's also like, it, it's a special place to be. Especially when it's this thing that you've been working on for, like, months and months, um, coming to fruition, and you're going in and seeing all the lawyers in the groves, and the judge walks in, you have to stand up, and all the pomp and ceremony. It was really crazy to be there. Like, I was shaking the entire time, but <laughs> it was really interesting. And, and when will you get to hear the result? Uh, so the judge said she'll need to take some time to consider. Um, typically with these kinds of cases, the judgment does take a couple of months to be delivered. Um, when the judgment is delivered, I believe we'll have like an hour's notice, um, to either get our butts down to the high court or, you know, someone will be there to hear the judgment delivered. So, um, in the meantime, you know, it, our campaign isn't just the High Court, we've got a whole bunch of other stuff, especially around the outreach, um, I can definitely speak for that, uh, yeah. in the works to come out over the next few weeks, uh, but yeah, so, the, the hard true. part for us is over, it's, it's the waiting game for now.
1: Yeah, um, so talk, talk about the other sort of political strategies that you're employing to try to achieve a, a lower voting age.
0: Uh, so our next kind of steps, um, just while we wait for the judgment, um, is reaching out to our young people and kind of hearing what they've got to say and that kind of thing. Um, I'm in the process of putting together a presentation pack for uh, schools around New Zealand, um, so they can let us, let everyone know about what's going on, which would be really cool. Um yeah, I I can't speak too much because we haven't quite got all the details sorted out yet. Uh, but definitely keep an eye out on our Facebook and Instagram. Um, we've got some good memes coming as well. <laughs> awesome. We've got the group chat is like half like s- substance and stuff we actually need to know. The other half is just memes. <laughs>
1: Okay, great high quality content coming down the pipeline. Of course, of course. Um, neat. And and what what's your impression of the the general vibe? Do you think you have very much support for lowering the voting age among the public and even among young people?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's been really interesting over the last few weeks, especially leading up to the court case, following the court case. Um, We've got as many people not supporting us as we do have people supporting us. Um, yeah, but for us, the it, it just means we've made it. The people talking about us for us is like like a good sign. Um, dare I say any publicity is good publicity because it just means that people are talking about it and having those conversations, which is what we want at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, the High Court has there to generate public interest and kind of get those conversations going, especially among young people and young people and their parents, uh, older people um, and their colleagues. It's like, hey, this thing's happening down at the High Hall. What do you think? Um, I know in my hall, I've been just talking about it constantly. Um, in oh, context, I'm in a Hall of Residence. Um, but just having those conversations with people, like, hey, I'm going to court on Monday. We're doing this. like have a look on our Facebook page and that kind of thing. And um, th- just having those conversations are far more important than anything else. Mm. and kind of getting the word out there.
1: and when people are naysayers or when they are get grumpy about lowering the voting age, what are what are some of the arguments that they
0: have that you um, have to combat with? Uh, so a lot of them are oh, they're immature, they don't don't know what they're doing, there's high chance for parental interference and external interference and that kind of thing. Um, But our kind of response to that is, you get that at any age. Um, You get people who are uninformed, you get people who are uneducated, and they still get to vote. So why put that onus on us? Um, And I think... One of the biggest ones is like parental um, coercion and that kind of thing. and you get you get that anyway. Um, and young people have voices. Young people have their own opinions and that kind of thing. Um, you know they know who they like or dislike and that kind of thing. So yeah, you'll get parental kind of pressure, but we believe that young people are independent in their thoughts and things, if they choose to follow their parents, that's cool, like, but at the end of the day, it is still their decision, mm-hmm. and we entrust younger people, as we do with our older people, um, to make those decisions for themselves. Yeah, neat. Um,
1: have you got anyone being rude about, um, uh, young people, their you know, a selfish generation or the, you know, the kind of, like, um, they're so entitled, this kind of, like, millennial type uh, prejudice almost coming through?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Always. Yeah, no, we get, that was one of the biggest kind of, what do you call it, criticisms of the campaign is, you know, young people, they're only thinking about themselves and that kind of thing. Um, But, I mean, if you think about it, when you're voting, you're thinking about what's best for you, right? Like, you're thinking about what's best, what's going to benefit you and what's going to benefit your community. So it's quite interesting that people are like, you're being selfish, you know, you don't need the vote. Like, you're such a selfish generation thinking you can have everything. Um yeah, it's it's an interesting argument that on a personal note I don't think has any substance, but I can definitely see where people are coming from with it.
1: I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's had their um selfish voting rights, so Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm, we should be um not selfish enough. Uh generous enough to share those rights with um, other people who have a stake in our future.
0: I'd say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, if you look with younger people, you know, they're the ones, we're the ones that are going to be most impacted by decisions made today. So any decisions that are made in the next couple of years are going to affect young people in the decades to come. So why not give them a chance to have their say on these issues and have their say on what their future's going to look like, rather than dictating that for them.
1: Mm. I, um, my last question is, uh, has a little bit of history um, tucked into it, but I feel that you might be uh, enough of a political nerd to entertain, <laughs> entertain my question. Um, the, uh, way back in, in 2007, the Green MP Sue Bradford Introduced a private members bill which it proposed the exact same uh, thing that that make it 16 is working on lowering the voting age to 16 and 17 to include 16 and 17 mm. year olds um, so Do you think anything is different now that makes the idea more acceptable than it was over just 10 years ago?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean the world is forever changing um, and with that, is social change uh, societal change and that kind of thing. Um, but if you look back 10 year, 10 or 13 years, and then you look towards now, uh, in the last couple of years, you've seen the, we've all seen the rise of, uh, campaigns such as School Strike for Climate Change and Climate Warriors, and all these, uh, young people banding together, um, even on a smaller scale, like the, well, Smallish scale, the rent strikes earlier this year when all the universities were like, well, pay, pay rent, but you can't access your rooms. Um, you see all these young, it's, I hate to say this, but young people have proven themselves through these campaigns to be able to make these decisions and to be able to say what they want and have their voices heard. So, I I cannot see, I can, there is definitely some differences, um, but the mission is the same. Neat.
1: That's really cool. Um, I love hearing about your story and your movement. Uh, uh, how, if people want to follow and learn more and, and maybe get involved, how can they find out more?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, We've got a Facebook page, an Instagram page, a Twitter. Um, and we do have an, a website as well, which has all this information. So if you go to, I believe it is makeit16.org.nz. I will just double check that. Um, <laughs> don't know it off the top of my head because it's schoolwork. Um, but I'm actually re- I'm writing about it for one of my assignments. Um, let's wait for that to load. But yeah so if you just go onto your social media platforms make it 16 new zealand uh we're bright orange cannot miss it yeah yeah so make it 16.org.nz snazzy website all all made by us um and yeah like we'd love to have more people on board and we want di- we want everyone we don't just want the political nerds we want the people who are like oh yeah, this sounds like a cool idea yeah, okay. <laughs> We, we want everyone, like at the end of the day, we want everyone to be on board. So hopefully pressure government, the government to actually make this change and make New Zealand's democracy stronger. I will oh, watch eagerly
1: to see how the debate develops. Um, thank you for coming on B-Side Stories, Lily.
0: Thank you for having me, it's been great. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New
1: Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.